Here he is. Hello, mate. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you. Welcome to the Hitting the Areas podcast with me, Jamie Roberts, and my co-host, Richard Kyson. Today is part two of the Steve Bateman interview. In this episode, we talk to Steve about his successful management career with some great stories from the teams that he's managed. So let's get into it. So if we now move on to the management, um, yep. was that something you always wanted to do? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, I remember our Chesham coach, Alan Randall, saying, well, you're, you're nailed on for it. I was always the captain, the organiser, the leader, I suppose. Um, you know, not shouting and banging on walls, but more trying to be the best player on the pitch, the example that I set. Um, so, so yeah, I, I always felt I should have a go at it, give it a go, see if it was for me, because it isn't for everybody, you know, mm. that's for sure. It's a different thing. Um, in, in my football, as I say, I was always, always the one that people would look to on the pitch, you know, when the questions were asked and whatever, always had an opinion, always wanted to give it, but in the right way at the right time. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it made sense. And then as I kind of, you know, moved through my non-league playing career, you know, I turned down a number of jobs that were, if you like, progression, that were management of people and that kind of stuff. And I started, you know, as I got into sort of late twenties, thirties to, to, to turn that on. So that, you know, I then moved the, the, the roles that I had rather than just me worrying about me and being able to be somewhere for a football match whenever, you know, all of a sudden I'm managing people on a day-to-day basis. So, you know, the, the two kind of fit very well mm. in some respects. Although, you know, I struggled sometimes. I took couple of roles that had European travel involved in them. So I was literally, you know, when I was managing Slough, for example, I'm getting off the plane at Heathrow and I'm getting into the dugout and the game might have already started. So <laughs> getting the people around you become important, um, very important. But, but yeah, it was, all I think, always something that I wanted to uh, have a go. And uh, I think because it worked well early on and I felt comfortable with it, um, before you know it, you're thinking, crikey, I've been doing this a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, it looks like you you had four four good years at Slough. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it, start, it started for me at, at Burke Hampstead. Okay. So, I'd only ever played for Burke Hampstead. I had a month on loan when I was at Slough. Um, I'd been out injured and I rang the manager, Roy Butler, I knew Roy very well. I said, look, I've you know, been out for three months with a bad back. Can I come? So oh, yeah, I'd love to, love to have you, blah, blah, blah. So I went over and um, yeah, that's the only time I'd ever, pay, ever played for my hometown club. And you know, so here I am now in January of 2000, um, chairman has rung me, they're changing the manager. Would I, be, would I be interested? I turned him down two years earlier because I wanted to carry on playing. And this was when I'd gone to Hendon because um, I didn't feel ready to give up 
at that point, you know, even though my mm. body was probably starting to tell me uh, to do something different. So I, I went to Hemel January 2000 um, and I signed two or three lads that were, had played with me at Chesham that were obviously younger than me. Bear in mind, I was only at that point, I was 34. Mm. So, you know, I intended to carry on playing and managing a little bit. But I always remember again, Alan Randall saying to me, he said, when you go into management, he said, don't, don't try and do it all. Choose one or the other. If you want to carry on playing, do what you did and go back somewhere and play. Don't try and do it all. You need good people around you. Goes without saying. He said, but don't try and do it all. So, you know, I, I'm taking the training. I'm doing everything. And I thought, like, you know, I stepped back from playing a little bit and very quickly at 34, if you stop doing stuff week to week, you know, when you when the time comes for you to do it, you don't, oh, you know, it's nothing worse. Mm -hmm. So I drifted out of it. But as I said, playing 60 games plus a year, every year for a long period of time without any rest. You know, I was I was happy. You know, I'd, I'd done my lot, and now I was ready to to throw it into football management. So, Burko, hometown boy, chance to manage the club, want to put them back on the map. And crikey, twelve months later, we're walking out at Villa Park in the oh, FA yeah, Vars of final. Course. Yeah, the Vars final. Yeah, first one not at Wembley. Wembley shut. Mm. Gutted about that, but hey ho. But what an experience, Richard. That was, you know, I can imagine. Yeah, getting there, going up against these teams you'd never heard of mm. uh, Brig, Brig Town up up in Lincolnshire um, you know going to scout them on a on a Monday night and <laughs> thinking these can't possibly beat us they're all you know they were terrible yeah and five days later turning up and they've got a completely different team out you know mm. um, oh my god but we beat them and then yeah, it, it was brilliant. It was a real fantastic experience. Um, I remember going to the, um, the semi-final draw at, at the FA. Uh, there's us, there's Bedlington Terriers, there's Clitheroe and there's Taunton. And um, no one's ever heard of Burke Hampstead, by the way, at this point. <laughs> yeah, <I bet. laughs> they're, all, they're all praying that they get us in the draw. The draw comes out and it's Bedlington Terriers v Burke Hampstead and my God, it's like a party's erupted in the FA. Their people are dancing around. Yes, oh, brilliant. Oh. No one wants to play Taunton who haven't lost a game all season. Mm. Clivero are, doing... <laughs> yeah. are doing well, um, you know, in their respective league up north. So I, I just remember coming, driving back um, to you know, to sort of tell everyone what's going on. And and, and I said, their attitude, can you believe that? They, it's like they've won already. Mm. Yeah. So I didn't have to say, I've relayed the story to the boys. We showed them a little bit of a clip and whatever. And, uh, you know, we I just... Guess that was your team talk, wasn't it? Yeah, ex ex exact, exactly that, you know. So we've gone up there, There's, the ground is packed. We're running out to who let the dogs out, you know, who let that's their song. It was, I mean, it was brilliant. And there are, there's, there's these people, it's their corrugated tin on the top of the dugouts. And they've got 
a lad who's deliberately there with this big stick going along it making this noise all through the game it's it's awful honestly the intimidation um but i said to our boy i just said to our boys i said listen uh, we'd had them watched um and and again it's, it's connections in football so the guy who the coach i played under alan randall at chesham um he, he's now, I think he's he's very senior, certainly, if not the highest point of Watford's uh, scouting network. So he watches all their opposition. Um, did so for, for Tottenham for a number of years after yeah. he finished in long league football. So very, very, very knowledgeable. A guy I trust with everything and anything in football. And um, he, he's gone to watch... He's gone to watch Bedlington. He said, look, he said, you're going to hear all this stuff about Bedlington. He said, but he said, you, he said, they can't beat you, the team you've got. If you, you know, you'll beat them nine, nine times out of 10. So, because uh, I think they, they, they got into the semi-final for, uh, they'd had a local game against Mask, um, which is always a little bit more difficult because uh, of the rivalries and whatever and mm. you know they, they they got through um but you know he 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 went he went to watch it it's just say it's i just said to the lads come on we got we've got this anyway we go up there three nil we beat them in the first leg two wow. penalties and uh and listen we were full value for it so i go to they have joint managers at the time so i've gone to shake their hands at the final whistle and they pulled away. No. You lucky, you lucky, lucky so and so, penalties and all that. They were, I mean, they had a fella sent off in the 90 plus, which is when we got the third goal from the resulting penalty. He's got his shirt off his back. His shirt is, he's gone through and he's pulled his shirt back. I mean, you know, he's got to go. It hasn't influenced the outcome of the game. So we're, we're 3 0 up and I just, got back so the 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 the, the home leg is um it's a week later on a sunday i, I think all of berkhamstead literally were in that ground yeah I bet. Uh, unbelievable i've i've walked into the ground and um i had a as i was growing up i had a a, a friend what did he get to 10 11 years old he's got killed in a in a car crash outside Hemel Hempstead Station, um, crossing the road. He's only little, with a group of lads, our mates, going off to the local pavilion for a, for a band. I'm off to football that night, so I can't make it. And uh, his mum and dad have turned up at the game and are selling programmes wow. for, for, on behalf of the club. And he said, look, we couldn't miss... You know, they've, they've watched all this all the way through. I mean, I'm in tears at the time, you can imagine. Yeah, I bet. I see Keith and Jean there, and Keith sadly passed away this year. But, I, you know, and, I, and I'm... Crikey. Mm. You know, this is what it means to the, you know, the local community that have followed this. And I just... I've gone in to the boys and I said, all right, um, same team, same team as last week. I said, you, you saw all the shit that we were dealing with. You know, need to beat these. That's all I'm going to say. We were uh, we were two nil up in eight minutes. Wow. <laughs> Five nil on aggregate, and I'm looking over at the dugout like that. 
sort of waving down to the fella. And I don't know. Lucky, lucky. I don't know. Fucking two lucky ones there, wasn't it? <laughs> right, and the pitch, the pitch, the chairman won't mind me saying this and because he's now the great. It was awful. It, it had sand on it and everything. But we're two lucky. They score one right on half time. The game finishes 2-1 and, you know, we're going to the final. It was unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable night. Um Amazing achievement. Did he shake your hand at the end of the semi-final? No, second awesome, night? To be, yeah. Now, to be fair, he's come up to me. He said, you've got a very good side there. He said, yeah, forget all that rubbish. We were just disappointed last week that um, we hadn't really got going. He said, but you never let us. He said, you're miles better than we are. Fair enough. And to be fair, even the week before, the people in the club, they've, they've given the lads, you know, their bar people have given them about three crates of lager to take wow. for the journey back. You know, they, you know, yeah, listen, we've all been there. Mm. I'm sure they had high expectations. And to be fair, they, um, you know, they they put right the wrong, if you like, of the of the week before as, as you know, I think ultimately we, we all do in, in football, somewhere along the lines, you know, your, your emotions always get the better of you. But mm. I think when you sit and reflect on things, yeah. you know, you, 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 you get there in the end and, you know, an apology, you can always tell when it's well meant and it certainly mm. was. Oh, good stuff. Uh, I'd just like to move on to Aylesbury because obviously that, that's yeah. how I know you, Steve. Um, you were you were really successful there in your sort of three, four year, three year, three, four years? Three and a half, maybe? Three, yeah. Um, um, yeah first season, you sort of... You sort of kept them up, and then in the next season, you led them to. I imagine that's probably their highest ever finish in the highest ever league they've been in. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, um, I mean, I know from obviously my time there that, that you had a really good squad. Um, I'm going to mention him just because I love him. Um, but you had Terry Dixon. A lot of Spurs fans will know him. Yeah, and you will probably too. say you will probably say he he's one of the best players you've you've worked with but it was just the luck uh luck and application that got him yeah yeah exactly that i mean i still hear from him um and uh, danny murphy you'll remember the left back i mean yeah. they, they they were the they were both very connected and it and it, it the opportunity to to have terry came through through murphs and even now if i sent him a message now i'd get you know lots of hearts and all of that kind of stuff back. It's yeah. just, he enjoyed playing for me and, and I enjoyed him for sure. But could he have done so much more? Of course he could. Mm. But, you know, we've all got lads like that that we've come across, we've seen from a distance. Mm. You know, yeah, very, very, very good player. Um, mm. As you say, not, never really fulfilled through injury, I think, more than, yeah, as much as anything, you know, when when you when he when he wanted to do it, he would be there every week. But sometimes, you know, I think he got down on himself in in the sense of, hang on, I'm here where you know from where I was, and you know this is rubbish, and give himself a little bit of a hard time. But a cracking, cracking mm. character who, you know, I I know because I get messages, you know from the boys randomly about different things. And, you know, he, he, very talented boy, as you say, in terms of what you witness 
from the Tottenham perspective, and mm. I think West Ham as well, wasn't mm. it? Yeah. So, um, just onto the management, you know, not a lot of um, not a lot of normal football fans will know the ins and outs of like semi-pro management, all the things you have to work with in terms of, you know, your sort of weekly budgets and things like that. Players working as well. Um, what was that like at Aylesbury? Because I know you that you know you had a really good side. Um, yeah, I mean, when when I when I joined, Danny Martone, God rest yeah. his soul, obviously Legend. no longer with us. Oh, fantastic time mm. we had, honestly. Um, he said, look, you know, it, we, we need to stay in this league. Um, I've got a budget at the moment. He said, but, you know, this is what we can do for next season. And I said, look, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's not great. I could understand why they were struggling. But I said, look, I can get you better players for what you have got available. Mm. And, and that's what we did. So we stabilised things pretty quickly. We're never really in any danger of going down. and But it was all about having a go that following season. And and actually, with the budget um, that he'd committed to, I'm, I'm looking at the club. By then, I've got to know, you know, a lot more about it than, than I did then when I walked through the, the door first time round. And um, I thought, he hasn't got that budget. He has not got it. You know, I don't want to break the club. Yeah, it's not yeah. about that. So what we did was well within that budget. We didn't spend, mm. you know, anywhere near it in any of the weeks. Yeah, a couple of weeks we were we were heavier than than others. But over the course of it, you know, it, it was realistic. We weren't, you know, he certainly wasn't going to bankrupt the club for mm. for the sake of, uh, of of progressing through the levels. You know, they had a, a lot of good sponsorship, a lot of good people. Yeah. Um, you know, Mike Farquharson did mm. a fantastic job and still does um, to this day. You know, and I absolutely loved my time there. I'd mm. at the point where I come out of the slough scenario, I, I, I'd like lost a little bit of love for it all, and I'm questioning myself: Do I really want to do this anymore? And I'm so glad that I had that experience with Aylesbury. The people there were fantastic. The, you know, the Martone girls were, mm, yeah. you know, that was their dad's club. It was their club. Yeah. Um, you could see from the people around it what it meant. So to be able to get them to a point where, you know, we're playing in the playoffs mm. from, you know, from a season before where they're wondering are they going to stay in the division was, was, was fantastic. Very disappointed we didn't get through those playoffs. And I think that really... There were a few lads and, you know, I've had that conversation with them who, 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 who let us down on, on, that, on that because the, the team that beat us, we'd beaten them um, only a week before, having played the whole of the second half with 10 men. Yeah. Bedworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought it was Bedworth. Yeah, so, you know, but you, you, you live and learn. But it was fantastic, the club, you know, Danny. I was going to say, I mean... He loved it. In that side, you had some top players, didn't you? I mean, you had you had, you had like Weathers in goal, Ben Stevens, Logie. Yeah. Great players. Kyle Anthony. Hall, do you have the Hall brothers as well? Yeah, Brian and Davis. I mean, yeah. you know, there's, there's two cracking lads, you know. I always wanted, I think, to finish their playing days playing together in the same side. But, mm. you know, Davis. Still are. <laughs> nicest, yeah, nicest fella on a football 
off a football pitch you could meet, but yeah. you didn't want to come up and make an enemy of him on the football. Oh, pitch. he was a he's a wind up merchant, he, yeah. Davis. And and he, you know, he, if you know, I had um, one or both of my sons at at one point playing in that side, and my 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 youngest Ben, uh, he still talks to me this day about the influence that Davis had on him. Mm in terms of all the good things that he showed him. And yeah, mm. some of the not so good, but in the right way, you know, you've got to learn to navigate your way around a non-league football pitch and look after mm. yourself. And, you know, Davis was the full article. Um, yeah. Brian, again, great goal scorer. And the, the two boys, are, they're still doing it now, aren't they, for Risborough? Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, know? you, had, you had um a young Jamie Rudd then as well at the time, didn't I you? I did, yeah. He yeah. was a cracking player. Yeah. Um, scored a wonderful goal against my old team Slough to win us the game and um, bent, yeah, bent one in the top corner some would say it was probably meant as a cross but I, <laughs> I believe him when but I, I remember the the Slough chairman he said to me before the game lovely guy Steve Easterbrook um, he and I had a brilliant time together at Slough and turn up at the game and he looked so nervous he said oh, it's the worst worst game in the world for me this he said you're going to beat this we were we were struggling it was that season when we were struggling and they were uh, they ended up winning promotion through the playoffs I think that season mm. and um, we beat them 3-2 just as Steve had predicted he said you're mm. going to beat us but it was great it was a great game Jack Jamie again another talented player can go past you either side, put a great ball in, score a goal, out of nothing, top mm. corner. Mm. Um, but he drifted off to Dubai with work. Uh, yeah. I know he's back, he's back now, but that was really, how, you know, why we lost him. It was, yeah. you know, he was starting to forge a career, if you like, and it, it involved travel and, and off he went. But yeah, he, he could certainly play another, another, another good local player. Um, mm. Just needed that opportunity. After mm. the playoffs, on to the next season, uh, you won the Bergson Bucks, which that was a hell of an achievement with that side. You know, I was looking, uh, I was looking at the photo of that the other day, and yeah, it had us with the supporters, and mm. you know, that's one of the massive things we've missed this season. Obviously, mm. with people not being allowed to to watch football, but I remember having a conversation. Um, I'd already said to Danny, I said, we'll win this today. I said, but I will more than likely be stepping down. Um, and there was a couple of reasons behind it. I had a lot of stuff going on at um, work and different things that I needed to spend time on. It was getting harder and harder to be, get across to Aylesbury from, from where I was based, you know, different things. And yeah. I hadn't, won a game against Andy Lease, the Cheshire manager, mm. in was it 10 or 11 attempts, including pre-season friendlies that we might have played against them. League Cup games, because we're in different league. FA Cup, we, we'd lost to them over, over a replay and mm. different things. And I thought, Do you know what? No better way to go out when we beat them today. And uh, Danny had said to me, no, don't be silly, don't be silly, you don't mean that. And I said, well, I certainly mean we're going to win it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. I know that. But anyway, the boys were outstanding. Absolutely mm -hmm. outstanding. 
And bearing in mind that Chesham team that took the field that, that day, there were nine of the starting 11 that I watched play against Bradford City in the FA mm. Cup that season. Oh, yeah. yeah I, drove up, I drove up there with my lad Ben, because Ben uh, was, was best mates with uh, Brad Watkins, mm. who we had at Aylesbury, yeah. who Chesham wouldn't say pinched off us, but progressed his <laughs> whatever. Um, you know, and they're still good friends today. So he, he, he said, oh, can we go out and watch? We watched it. And I'm looking and I'm saying to the lads, they've got their, they're paying ultimate respect. They've got their best side out, you know, but we can win this. And we've, we've gone out beating them. Um, Danny Gordon scored the goal. Yeah. Ex-Chesham. They've played yes. for, for them for a little while, a little while, obviously. And uh, yeah, it was a brilliant day. And, and I got up. Andy was again a little bit. I was a little bit disappointed with his his reaction because it was it wasn't. It was about they hadn't played well, not how well our lot mm. played. And I said, okay, whatever, Andy. I said, but I've beaten you after eleven attempts. <laughs> I said, I'm just about to confirm my resignation with the chairman. It's been great, and I shook hands with him. He goes, Don't be stupid, and 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 I walked away. I walked away at that point, really. Mm. On a high. I, was I think I was ready for a break. Mm. Um, and say work work commitments were, were, were getting a little bit in the way for the first time. And I needed to focus a little bit more on that. Um, and I, I wanted to see as well if I did miss it. Mm. And obviously you did. I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, it was a yeah, it was a surprising. Well, not not surprising. Cool. I, I get this name come up on my phone. I knew exactly what he was going to ask me because <laughs> I'd seen the previous set of results that Burke Hampstead had had. And, yeah. Um, I just said to him, "I know what you're going to ask me, but it's no. I've just joined a golf club. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> and I'm enjoying it, and I'm not missing. It. Oh no, no. I said, look." I'll come down on Saturday. I'll have a look at what I see out there. Uh, I said, I know a lot of people that would be interested. Um, and I walked out of there having agreed to do it after I'd watched the game. <laughs> oh, dear. And off we go again. Um, you know, I always felt, with fairness to Burke Hampstead, a little bit of unfinished business because... Uh, in that in that year when we got to the Vars final, um, we the day before we watched Aston Villa relegate Coventry City. We were guests, as were Taunton, so we were the we were their guests on the Saturday. And we played them in our final on the Sunday. So, what people don't realise, we had played. Prior to that, we played 18 league games in April. Jesus. Right? Because it, it was wet in 2000, mm. 2001. The winter was horrendous. Uh, we And we had the success of the cup run. We were in the league cup, all the different things. We ended up playing 18 games in April. We got no help whatsoever from the, uh, the Isthmian League in terms of extending it. Taunton, our opponents, had one game to play in May by the end of it they'd already won their league so no help um, 
whatsoever in it. It was, yeah. So we ended up playing uh, one week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and finished on the Thursday because That's we couldn't play on crazy. the Saturday. We couldn't play on the Saturday before we're playing the cup final on the Sunday. So we play Chesson away. We need to win to be promoted. Or if we don't, Windsor have got a chance on the Saturday of, if they win, going up at our expense. And that's exactly what happened. We draw one all. Um, I ripped the sink off the wall in the changing room at Chesson because I was... I was just, I don't know, anytime I've ever done anything like that in a change room. Um, yeah, you don't seem the type, Steve, to do. No, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a, yeah, it was a, it was just one of those, because I knew Windsor weren't going to lose that game on the Saturday. And we're sat watching, it was quite, it was a real strange experience. Obviously, the boys are all glued, clued up on, you know, what's going on in Windsor's game. And um, meanwhile, Coventry are 2 0 up at home to uh, away at, at Villa Park and they bring on Ginola comes off the bench um, John Gregory brings him off off the bench scores a hat trick oh, wow in the and relegates Coventry you know who, whose fans were elated and then mm. the whole ground when the third one goes in they've turned the game around you, you know you're going you know City's going down and all this. It was unbelievable. It was an unbelievable experience. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the background, they're all clued. And, you know, Windsor have beaten uh, whoever they were playing. And so we, we, we miss out on promotion on a league that we've we've led by mm. multiple points at one point. And mm. we've got into this ridiculous backlog of fixtures. I've got half the team injured because, of course, half of them want to play. Mm. They want to be certain they're playing in that final. Yeah, and we're plotting right. What side should I put out here for this game? And we 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 had one one where we still had to play the team that were bottom who hadn't got a point all season. Woke in them, right? And we end up drawing with them on a Thursday night. And on the Sunday, when I've got um, two thirds of the no, a third of the side available, we beat them five nil. So. Uh, and we could have switched the games, but our secretary at Burko then, who's no longer alive, um, he refused to do it. We could have done it if we'd done it at that moment. Mm. He said, no, 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 because, um, you know, we, we're, we're playing them on Sunday, you know, uh, at home, you know, at home, we'll get a bigger crowd. I said, I really couldn't give a shit what crowd we get. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a team out tonight. Uh and I won't for the other game because mm. I know who's fit. I know who's available, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And we ended up dropping that. that that's, that's really what cost us. The rest of it, I would have said, was a perfect masterpiece of plotting your way through mm. what side, what strength of side. And we kept getting results despite it. But unfortunately, he wouldn't budge on it. Then when, when, when I'd got the chairman to overrule him and we've gone back, the, the FA says too late now. Referees, we've told them it's off, mm. done. So no an idea. obvious question, Steve. Do do you think that listening and 
and then hearing about the Windsor result on the Saturday. Do you think that that sort of affected the players anyway on the Sunday? I think maybe a little bit, yeah. I think they were, you know, a little bit dejected. But but that said, um, if you watch the first 20 minutes of the game and said who won this game, you would not be saying Taunton. Yeah. With it, the post, with it, the bar. Um um, unbelievable mm. performance that we put in uh, and then we go in you know we go in a goal down at half time on the counter they had a lad up front who got something like 50 odd goals called Lynch who had been out injured a little bit but a hell of a player for the level um, but you know we, we'd managed to keep him quiet um, mm. but we, we just didn't take our chances we mm. honestly Show you twenty minutes of it, we could have been four, five, then up. Yeah, that's you know, as that's we all know, that's that's, that's football. football. Exactly what um, it is, you know. If we just talk a bit about Hemel now, Steve, um, yeah. you know, massive change going on there in terms of the pitch. You know, just put in a three, three or four G surface. Um, where are the club at? What are their ambitions for the for the new season over the summer? You know, what are you looking at? What are you doing? So. When we when we went there last summer, bear in mind it's the same chairman I worked for back in two thousand six and got him promoted up to step what was it step three then. Um, so a guy I've known a long time. He said, "Look, it's it's just about survival this season. You know, I can guarantee you this budget." He said, "I can tell you now, it's half of what we had last year." He said, "But regardless of." What goes on? That's what you've got for the season. Reg- mm. You know, where now he's, he, he he runs. He's in the hospitality business. He's got three or four pubs, all shut. He's got a clubhouse that he would probably take a hundred plus thousand mm. in June, July, August yeah. in weddings. None of that. So he said, but you know, whether we get funding or not, that's your budget. I can I can sustain that for mm. the season. So. We kind of, we would say we were not shopping in M&S, let's say, or Waitrose, but we, we got to look somewhere a little bit different for our types mm. of players. Um, we had a big turnover of players. Um, and then probably wave two or wave three, we, we got some good, better ones in for what was available. And... Uh, you know, we fin- when when it finished, we were 10th, probably a couple of results off the playoffs. But, you know, only, again, another three poor results off looking down below you. But, mm. Mm. Um, I was going to say, I was, I was just looking at, at, at your squad earlier on. I mean, you got you got Sammy Carruthers. That's a, that's a hell of a player. Yeah, fantastic player. Sheffield United, you know... What what a lad! What mm. a lad! He he he's loved coming and getting involved with us. He's loved playing. Mm. You know, like I said at the moment, what we're doing is voluntarily. He's been at every session, no money. Brilliant. You know and that that you, they're like gold dust finding mm. people with that. Yeah. You know, that output, and we have we 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 you know some some really some really good players we've ended up with. Um, disappointed that it was drawn a line under especially after the government funding that, yeah. was, that was given I cannot understand for me 
how in the hell there is any confusion about what was coming post Christmas. You know, there must be minutes. Mm. No one can see. Oh, you know, yeah, this, uh, yeah. Ollie, um, Ollie Bayliss can't get a copy of him, can he? Mm. Mm. And he's requested nope. them under the twice of whatever. Yeah, it, it's you can't believe this stuff, you know. But what I can see, our chairman tried to do things properly. This is what you've got, regardless of, right? You've got other clubs that have taken the 30 grand a month, seven and a half grand a week that they were given in grants and they've expected the same to come for January, February, March, April. <sighs> so they've spent it. That's all, you know, we know because we've had some lads sat in our office. You know, crikey, there's one, he's, he's full-time at Newport County in the league. You know, we, we, were, we, were, we were looking in the right areas, but we couldn't afford any of them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to Oxford City for big amounts of money and, and uh, listen that's 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 what it is you you know you know we've 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 operated within our means but um you know we've learned so much you know full understanding of the level now you know which is why we've we've had to change the players two or three times over and we've given some step three players that were step three players doing well at step three an opportunity to step up and a good number of them have, and, and, and a couple of step four players uh, as well. So, you know, it's it's not that we don't know what's good and what's out there. It's about giving them that opportunity and, and, a, and, a, and a bit of patience with them. Um, but it's been, yeah, it's been a whole, it's been a whole change in, in, in that sense at the same time that, you know, we've moved from grass to, to artificial, fantastic mm-hmm. surface that it is. It will secure a sustainable future for the club. Oh, massive money maker. You know, in terms of the youth set up there, once once those are on it, the clubhouse is open 24-7. You know, it's it, it's a it's an absolute no-brainer. But we've had to learn, you know, it was as well to to play on it. because mm. um, it is different. It, it, we had at one point we had the best away record on grass in the league wow. couldn't and uh, at that point still hadn't picked a point up uh, on artificial grass at home mm. or away lost at uh, Maidstone 4-1 lost at um, where else did we go on the art- artificial early on there's a couple of other places mm. Dorking but on grass we had the best. Of, we had the best record. <laughs> yeah. So you, you know, it, it, it is different. I it always is. felt, you know, whilst it's a much different version to to what I played on, you know, in the you know where you go for a slide tackle and regret it because half your leg, <laughs> half your yeah. skin came off with it, and you'd stick to the bed sheets, <laughs> for, yeah. you know, for the next two weeks. It's, it, it, it is much different, but it's you know it's a different way that you strike a ball. Mm. Um, you know, and a different way of playing. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, a firm believer in that. And we, we've improved. So we've had, we've had the benefit of that. I just think it's almost as though we've been given a taster of it this season. Uh, yeah, no one's going up, no one's going down. But next yeah. season, you know, I think we'll, the chairman will be expecting 
you know, a lot more. This this year for him was just about making sure we stayed in that yeah. position. And that's not mm. defeatist. That's just being realistic, setting yeah. a budget accordingly, knowing it wouldn't be what others were spending, but the club's safe, the club's good. And uh, unfortunately, some of those other teams uh, have gone a different route. Um, you know, I won't name them in, in terms, you know, my private thoughts. You know, I've, I've said it on some social media stuff, not naming clubs. You know, we're all different. Yeah, yeah. some are genuinely yeah. concerned about the COVID concern. Some, I think, have just spent the money thinking there was more to come rather than saying, Do you know what, that money that we were given, that, that's, that's what we've got to run with through the season and we might have to cut our cloth mm. in terms of players that we are signing or keeping accordingly. And that's, you know, we've done that. We can look anybody in the eye and say, that's exactly what we've done um, and, and delivered. And, you know, we, we, we fight again next season. Um, having learned so much, you know, you look at the the, the sides in that division. There's some there's some big hitters. Mm. You know, we mm. beat Haven and Waterlooville home and away. Yeah, mm. big side and, in that league. Ah, oh, huge, huge side. Dorking, Dorking mm. Wanderers, who finished mm. top of it. We gave them a run for their money on 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 both games. Um, came out the wrong side of it, but you know they were probably going to go and win that league. Um, but yeah, it's, it's disappointing the way it's ended because, you know, we were all of the opinion, you know, being classified as elite status, you know, it's a, almost a, a, an honour, you know, a privilege. Oh, yeah. Get out of the house, yeah. keep playing, keep training in a safe way. Mm. You know, we were testing the players, you know, towards the end of it all, we were testing players when they turned up. Anybody that fell the wrong side of the line, you know, and we only had probably one, I think, that I can think of, that we said, right, no, you're, you're not involved today. Go and isolate. You know, we, we did all of what we were asked to do, and then you've got the scenario where clubs are saying, we're not playing. I mean, you can't have that. You know, you can't have the lunatics running the asylum. No. Can you? It's just, <laughs> you know, you've just got to get way to put it. it. Yeah. That, that's, that's what it is. I mean, mm. you know, it's almost stamping their feet. Is it money or is it really safety? You know, probably money, isn't it? You know, yeah, probably. I, I think, I think so with some, mm. uh, but you know, next season again, hopefully now having had two interrupted ones, you know, we can get to a situation where, you know, everybody pretty much that needs to have been vaccinated in terms yeah. of vulnerable and whatever will be. I've got my jab tomorrow. Crikey, that tells me. I've already had mine. Have you? Lucky yeah. you. Yeah. But, you know, once these things start to kick in, hopefully, and, you know, as of next week, things start to open back up again, mm. you know, we can get back to some normality. And, and yeah. you know, desperate to see... Um, I think we'll have a full season. Grounds. I think we'll have a full season. I think next year. I think mm. it's yeah. touch wood. I think we'll definitely have our first full season for a long time. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is, you know, we, we we all want it. It's great for the the lads' health. It's great for mental health and just getting a little bit of normality back into our lives. 
because there's thousands of footballers up and down the country that love playing on a Saturday, Sunday, weekdays and that stuff like that. Um, and, and it's been massively missed. Like we, you know, we haven't we haven't played since October 31st last year. Um, Crazy, isn't it? And then we, we go back April 3rd. Well, we start training next week, but we go back April 3rd and the boys are absolutely loving it. You know, they can't wait. We've had a few Zoom meetings over the past few weeks. Yes. And, you know, they're just still chomping at the bit to get going. Um, Steve, I just want to ask you a few things. Um, yeah, what, um, uh, how have you found changing from being a, a manager to becoming an assistant manager? And what, what have you seen that's sort of difference in the roles? Um, to be honest, I've, I'd, I'd like to say I've slotted into it pretty well. And I'm sure... If we had Lee on the line now, he'd, he'd say the same. You know, I, I I get it, I think, because I've been a manager. Mm. I know what I wanted those people around me to do, which is be supportive, just, you know, be a voice when I needed to be or I needed them to be. Um, you know, we talk about the organisation, we do that stuff. You know, you've got to have your your role with the players as well. And it's, and it, and it is different from the manager, you know, maybe I'm a little bit more of, I'm hearing bits and pieces and, you know, in the middle and passing forward what I need to and, and, and not what I don't. Mm. Um, but I've just been, you know, hundred percent supportive of Lee. Um, it's his first job at this level. Um, bearing in mind, I plucked him. Not plucked from Bovenden. Bovenden step yeah. seven. You know, I, I looked at it and thought, right, I don't want to be doing this forever. I need to look beyond who's doing well locally, who's well connected. And Lee was the obvious one. Didn't I, he wasn't too keen on coming and being a number two at the time because he'd been number one mm. and that's what he was used to. And I said, look, come and do it. Let's see how we go. I'm sure we'll get on fine with it. At the end of that first season, um, I made him joint manager because he needed the recognition. It was more about pushing him forward. You know, I'm that bit longer in the tooth. I've got no aspirations now of, you know, looking way beyond, if you like. That's not a lack of ambition or anything like that. It's just the reality of where I am. You know, I like my time on the golf course and at some point I will end up on it. But Lee, for me, and I'd said this to the Hemel chairman separately, I said, keep an eye on him because he's doing all the right things. We worked together really well. Then I made him joint manager. Had we remained at Burke Hampstead, um, he would have been the manager. I would have been the assistant. That's how kind of the mm. full circle of it. So when he'd had the conversation with Hemel about um, going and getting involved and Dave Boggins, the chairman, said to him, well, who, who, would, who would be your back team? He, he kind of politely asked, he said, obviously, you know, Steve, would you have any issue? Because, you know, uh, I'd been the manager uh, mm. for him at one point. He said, no, that'd be perfect he said you know he said the the calming influence behind the the storm if you like and that's that's how I've tried to play it so I've been there supportively I'll say things to him I won't ever do it 
or embarrass him in public or anything like that, but might say you might want to think differently about that next time. And we'll agree on it or we won't. But, you know, we if we write the team down, we're never any more than one player different on what, on mm. what we're thinking. And and that's that's the exception in terms of, you know, we do a little thing with the two kit men. We say, right, what's your team for Saturday? We do it on <laughs> a Thursday night as we're having a, you know, half a lager and whatever. Yeah. And they're all over the place. Me and Lee... We'll have the same team and they're looking and they go, and we haven't spoken. We haven't spoken yeah. about it yet. It's it's just how it's been. We see things similarly. Now he's a different character to me, you know, quite quite strong and in your face, and I'm a little bit more um, different than that, but it but it it's worked really well. And mm. say I've I I don't feel I don't feel held back or anything like that. I can have whatever amount of input into it than is necessary so I you know I left my say um, but at the end of the day the buck stops with him yeah uh, he'll have the final say if we ever get to that point and we haven't yet because he values my opinion and he listens and that's we kind of bounce off each other with it and it's interesting the people that we brought in around us that are different to who we've had before you know, they can see there's a there's a connection and we bounce off. You know, and I've always, in all the time that I've managed, I've worked with different people. Not because I fall out with any of them necessarily. That you know, all the ones that I've worked with are, are very good friends of mine in, in in one way or the other. Whether I play golf with them now, or whether I see them, but I just think you need different things around you in management. Mm. Um, you know, some people work their whole career with, you know, you're going to see Sam Allardyce with Sammy Lee. Sammy Lee, all, yeah. all the time, right? That's fine. That works for them. But I always found to keep half a step ahead or or current to work with different people with different ideas because it's not just one way of being successful in this game as, as, as you know there's many ways yeah. we're all different we've all got different opinions and you know I've, I've tried to do that and you know sometimes work things will have got in the way and somebody has to step out of it but you know I always, I always think three or four years you almost have to reinvent yourself and all the players around you some of which will progress with you yeah. some of which you'll have to drop off and say listen it's nothing personal sunshine but you know I'm, you know you're not I'm not mm. taking you forward mm. you know you, you, they've kind of run their course and you know I was trying the other day to sort of write what would be my best 11 players if I was starting it's sort of the hardest thing I, I t you know because I'm forgetting about what about him yeah <laughs> you know I've been lucky enough to work with some some great lads, some great friends, uh, winners, and some that couldn't quite, for whatever reason, and it baffles me, the Slough squad that I had, how we never got over that line, because there were some fantastic players in that team. Uh, we yeah. had our moments, we, you know, we, we had a real good cup run, and Mansfield, who'd won the conference, um, you know, we... we we took them to a replay. We drew up there. We, you know, we had some great, great nights and different things. But that's what this game's about. Isn't it? That's it.
that's it. That's what you take away with you. Um, last question from me. Um, I've um, I'm, I'm quite young. I'm 33. Um, this year I or this season just gone. I we we came into a new football club as a joint management. Me and a guy called Andy Hockley. Um, who I know Andy. Is, yeah, a little bit more experienced than me, obviously. <laughs> um, so we yeah we came into it as a joint. Um, and towards the sort of before we were just about to break up with this COVID thing, I I made the decision that I didn't think I was quite ready for the full management role. I felt I still needed some learning and some and some. Um, yeah, I just I thought I, it's best if I just step back and do my original role as an assistant and and keep learning and keep watching and and one you know and with the experience I go on I'll eventually get that experience to to be a be a manager and just keep watching. So what my question going on from that is for the young and up and coming managers in the game non-league or wherever what 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 um what advice would you give to them about running a football team? And was there any certain things, any certain core values that you stuck by through your career? Good question. So, you know, yeah, listen, you try and take the best things, I think, from the many managers that you, you may have played under. Um, I'd certainly, you know... At my time in life, I'm in my what, my mid fifties now, so you know I've had a lot of experience to draw upon. You know, I learned things. Um, I go back to my Everton days, Colin Harvey. I saw a coach that used to have to, pardon this, but he used to have to stick suppositories up his backside before he trained <laughs> every day because he needed two hip operations. Oh, so. Yeah. There was somebody, you know, who I learned. I just learned, you know, you've 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 got to throw everything into this. You've got you've got you've got to work hard. Uh, you know, then there's other people. You've got to listen to points of view. Mm. But ultimately, you've you've got to do what you think's right and and stick stick with it. But not to the point where you're not open to some other possibility of, or different way of doing it um, when I was a young kid playing those half a dozen games for Hemel Hempstead at 16 before I went off to Everton we used to train on the car park when the pitch was not accessible to us and it was yeah. running and I learned from a chap called Johnny Wallace always be ready to do that next run never Never let the manager see that you're knackered, you're tired. Just get, get yourself ready to that line. You know, just, just different things. It's but Again, it's, it's application, isn't it? It's, it's being open to, to new ideas, different ways of doing things. Like I said to you, I've, rather than me, because sometimes I haven't always had the time as I've kind of switched on my professional working career, as I came out of football playing and uh, and whatever you know I've had to involve others to give me those things or that that, that knowledge that understanding rather than me have the time to go and explore and experience it myself um, 
you know, the people you have around you, you've got to trust. Mm. I have that with Lee, 100%. He would say to you, absolutely, without me. I, I know because everything that I've done has been in support of him, you know, and, you know, where I've questioned him, that's just been he and I, and it's it's been taken for, for how it was meant or... You know, we think, okay, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's what we'll do with this. Um, but again... There's open, nothing wrong open. with that, that questioning, that, you know, because there's there's that question of, okay, well, what's your thought process behind that? Especially for someone learning. You know, there's, there, I, I see no issues with that. And Andy will always say stuff like that to me. You know, there, there's certain roles I'll have. So he'll yeah. always say, okay, well, why do you think that? And then, you know, you give an example and then... And so on from yeah, there it's important you know you you have us obviously have a good and regular dialogue lee and, e, mm. lee and i speak pretty much every day <laughs> more than you speak to your missus that's the way andy says yeah, it to me <laughs> that's it exactly so yeah is it is it's what it's, it's it's what we love doing yeah exactly um and to be successful at it takes commitment time um if you if you haven't got either of those two to uh, to give to it, then you 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 won't you won't yeah. win you won't move forward. Um, is my experience of it. Um, you know, thankfully I've say I've had I've had some really good people around me um, whose advice I've listened to. I haven't always taken. I've always gone that route, but. We've had a dialogue. We've, like you said, thought process, and yeah, might stick with what I was originally thinking. But equally, I think I've probably, do you know what? You're right there. Yeah, good point. Um, you know, and, and and go down that direction. You know, you need good players. Um, but again, you need you need a coach is important. You know, mm. if the players don't like the training and I can think I can think back to my Hendon playing days I had to pull I was captain I had to pull Frank Murphy the manager and say the boys are not having the coach the one we had at the time who, who I won't name who was trying to get us to play like the academy side this is the early days of the academies so this would have been you know a good while back yeah, but, you know, it wasn't realistic football for them. He was trying to ask them to be something they never were as a kid, and they certainly weren't going to be as they were hitting thirty. Mm. Um, but I had to tell Frank that it's not what he wanted to hear. And to be fair to him, he recognised that. And you know, we had, unfortunately we had we had somebody else came in, and we moved forward from there. So you you know you've you've got you've got to. You know, as, as as you gain more responsibility, you and you know you move. Let's say from um, through the levels, you've you've got to be be prepared to be more ruthless mm. with your decisions. You've got to not kid yourself. And I think if I look back, I probably kidded myself a couple of times, um, and. In hindsight, I, I see that now. I probably didn't then. 
um, but that, you know that's where that's where someone that's that's what alerted me to some of the qualities of Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he he's arguably the other way where he would drag someone off after fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. saying that's not for us. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, which is fine, and I might have to say, "Look, give him to half time." Yeah, you know. <laughs> but that, that's what it is. That's why it, work, yeah. it works so well, you know. That, yeah, it, you know? yeah. But what I probably would have to admit that there aren't too many of those that we were thinking of dragging after fifteen minutes that are still with us. Mm. So, oh, right, okay, he's probably he's right. right. You know, why, why waste time and whatever? Yeah. So again, oh, you never stop learning in this. Yeah. Is my yeah, experience. I would and, agree. Uh, so even, even this this year, strange as it's been, um, you know, again, I think one of the big things, never mind the level and, and whatever, but you know, the importance of the people in the ground. Mm. You know, we've played behind closed doors, and it's their game. You know, when you look at it, it's yeah. it's what matters to them. It's their local community. Uh, that they haven't been able to be part of this year. Um, you know, we've been privileged and say, that's why I'm disappointed mm. more than anything that, that it's all stopped at, at, at the step two scenario. Mm. I think they've protected step one, you know, no relegation. They're carrying on They're you know, their precious uh, promotion spaces to the football league still open. You know, it's like they've forgotten they've got this, this other bit yeah know? yeah i agree um, and uh, you know sort of sooner we can get the fans back in the better um probably be last game of the season for some fans most fans yeah. it's going to be you know pre-season friendlies and um i said I to lee i said you do realize i said that's going to be a future quiz question who are those two idiots in charge of hem or hempstead that never actually <laughs> played or managed to get or managed a game in front of their own fans <laughs> luckily we did uh, we did have a scenario we had about two or three weeks where fans 25 percent mm. of capacity were allowed oh in. yeah 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 though so we did actually see some people in Vauxhall Road uh, with us stood in the dugout and uh, <laughs> a much better experience it was than than the silence uh, that we've had to put up with very loyal following at Hamill mm. yeah yeah, but demanding, you know, they know the football. Mm. I know, I know from before. If if you give them what they're looking for, which is, you know, a side moving in the right direction, they're hundred percent behind you. And the chairman, you know, I've worked for him twice now, and mm. you know, very passionate about his football. But he'll want his pound of flesh and expect that. And but that's that's what it is. That's what it should be operating at that level. And, you know, he's done really well. He doesn't want to move backwards. He wants he wants a place in that national league, and mm. that's what Lee and I w- would be desperate to deliver to him. Um, you know how good would that be, and keep That'd growing. The, you know the, yeah. the fan base. That'd be amazing. And for what I believe, I think Chesham is uh, one that you've got to win as well. Is that, is that the local derby? Is it? Well, that, I'm not, I'm not if sure. You, that... if, you look, if you look at the some of the proposed restructuring of the leagues, then they come up into uh, step two. Don't yeah. Mm. I mean, it's, it, again, I, I saw, I saw that um, the other day. And again, our old team, Burke Hampstead would come up a level 
Mm. Oh, right. Uh, based on, so they've, they've been step three. Mm. Wow. Uh, based on the last couple of years, I think is what, what they, the points per game last couple of years and tweaking of the leagues, but the travelling that they would be doing was oh, yeah. horrendous. And I thought this whole restructuring thing was to to try to and help out, limit yeah. limit that, and, and and benefit clubs in that way, and and create more local derbies. Um, but you know, who knows? I mean, it's great. Yeah. You know, when I've they not talk seen about, that proposal. To be honest, I've not seen that yet. Yeah, Ollie Bank. It's it's on. It's oh, it's Ollie got it on Twitter it? on on Ollie. Mm. Ollie's got it. He's got it, everything. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Good stuff. Um Lovely. Steve, I think we'll end it there. Um yeah. it's been brilliant. Thank you. Yes. For your time. Yeah, you're welcome. And um all the best over the summer and for next season. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it already. It's uh two or three weeks twiddling our thumbs has been too long already, but um yeah, so we've had a we've had an opportunity of a a good look at the level and whatever and you know we need to show that we've we've learned from that which you know we know we have we but we need to put that into practice um yeah look forward to next season playing football in the way it should be which is you know with your supporters there cheering you yeah on. I, th- I think we we've had a similar thing whereas we've had a free hit this year looking at it it's our first time in this league um and and now we know what what's ahead of us so it's been a very uh <laughs> not so nice blessing i suppose yeah. in that in that mm. aspect but yeah thank you so much steve can only uh, wish you all the best and hopefully when fans on, are back we'll we'll come over and, and watch a game yeah that'd be good give me a shout and uh sort you out some tickets no problem but, lovely so thanks for having me on much appreciated no Sorry if there were too many war stories in there. But... No, no, that's what we like. No, that's fine, Steve. Like. Thank you very much. Cheers, yeah, thanks, Steve. Yeah, all the best, guys. Take care. Cheers. Bye now. Bye-bye. Well, that was our chat with uh, Steve Bateman, uh, Hemel Hempstead Town Assistant Manager. Um, Rich, uh, did you, I mean, you must have enjoyed that one. I mean, it was really interesting to, to know about his Everton career. Um, mm. And the players he played with, uh, yeah, you know, like there's some Everton legends in there, and massive, you know, and massive the manager game, yeah, yeah. Howard Kendall is like a massive Everton yeah, fan favourite there. You know, to be honest, I I'd completely forgot he was in charge of of uh, the Burkhampton side that got to the Vars final. Um, so that was interesting, you know, sort of talking about the whole sort of backlog of fixtures, playing 18 games in a month. That's unheard of these days. Um, really, really interesting man. Um, he got a really, really good job there with Lee at Hamel. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see how they get on in the new season. Yeah, um, obviously it was the job at Hamel was to, to stay in the league this season and to finish 10th mm. on possibly one of the lower budgets in that league is a great achievement for him and Lee. Um, and, and hopefully next season they can... They know what they can expect now and and um see what they can do going forward because it'd be a massive massive for that club to to go into the league above yeah i agree um so yeah but it, you know for someone that's been in the game as long as steve has it was good to get some advice for younger coaches and managers coming into the game as well 
Um, some things that I took away from it was um, uh, have a really good team around you um, and and to trust that team um, and and not not just that but to to freshen it up as well from time to time so if you do move clubs or you know after three or four years it's, it's to freshen it up and 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 I think the one thing I really liked about Steve was that he always tried to um, go with the times. So he's he's gone from, you know, early, you know, late 90s management to, you know, now 2020 when football was probably moved on a hell of a lot since then. The evolution yeah. of football has, has definitely changed. Um, um, yeah. and, and I love that he's helped Lee... Um, and and given uh, given Lee advice to to go on to his managerial career, yeah, massive thanks to Steve Cohen. He was brilliant. Yep. Um, until next time, Jambo. Yes, mate. It's been a hit in the areas podcast with me, Jamie Roberts, and Richard Kyson.